Happy Resurrection Morning. We are delighted that you are joining us here today, and we rejoice in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to read Matthew's account from Matthew 28. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure." So they took the money and did as they were instructed, and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority is given me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Amen. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we rejoice today that we serve a living Savior. That as the angel said, he is not here, he is risen as he said. Lord, we rejoice today in the fulfillment of prophecy that throughout the ages it was prophesied that you would be crucified and rise the third day and you did exactly as you said. Lord, our faith is strengthened to know that we can trust every promises that you have given. And Lord, we rejoice today that you are not a God far off, that you are a God that is near, 
That you are not a God that we memorialize as dead, but Lord, you're a God that we walk with, that we have a relationship with, that we fellowship with, and that your ears are open to our prayers. And Lord, we rejoice today that you have made it possible for us to have a relationship with you. We celebrate your resurrection today, and we thank you for the fulfillment of your prophecy and the fulfillment of what is yet to come. We look forward to those days in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. It's great to be with you this morning. We're going to sing He Lives. I want you to sing with me wherever you're at. Sing out nice and loud. Wake up the neighbors this morning as we sing together He Lives.
am sure if you are like me at all, uh, you have been somewhat confused in these days. You walk into Casey's or a store, and um, the first time I did, I when they implemented all of these things, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, and I just stepped up to pay like normally, set my stuff up, and they back up from there like like I had the plague or something, you know. And, and then you learn the program. You set your stuff up, then you back up, then they step up, ring it up, then they back up, then you step up and pay, and then you back up, and then they come and get you the receipt. I just said, I don't need a receipt, all right? Can I just get out of here? But, you know, it, it is. It's amazing the the extent that we have gone to because of this virus. And really, this um, coronavirus has shown us that the thought that people might die disturbs us. I, I checked um, in the... The records, before the coronavirus, 7,452 people die every day in the United States. In other words, a person dies in the U.S. approximately every 12 seconds. That's, uh, that's not counting the coronavirus or anything. That's just what we would call normal life. But when it is brought to our attention, this aspect of death, it really is disturbing to most people. But when you think about it, death is the ultimate plague on mankind. It's the ultimate pestilence. We are dying. All of us are dying. The plague of death is everywhere. There is no cure There is no vaccine. There is no flattening the curve of death. Many fear because of the current situation that we're in now. But the reality is, before the China virus came along, the reality is that death was here. It's always been here. And yet we try to avoid it. We try to keep from thinking about it. We all have a tomb that awaits us. We all have a ravenous appetite called a tomb that is reaching out to us, and the young can't see it, and the old dare not look at it. But it's there. Funerals occasionally bring it to our attention, but we're living in a day that Even now, many people aren't having funerals, in part because we don't want to think about death. But God, in his love, has used the coronavirus to force us to think about death. Every diversion has been stripped away until literally around the world... The number one thing on people's mind is avoiding death. And so this morning on Resurrection Sunday, I want us to think about some of the truths about death. Number one, God 
hates death. We read in John chapter 10 and verse 10 that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Satan has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Christ came that we might have life. These are diametrically opposed to each other. And God despises and and is committed to conquering death with life. God loves life. He created it. He sustains it. He designed it. And God hates death. So we back up and say, okay... If God hates death, where did death come from? Death is the result of sin. God gave to mankind a free will. Creation wasn't plagued by death in the very beginning. But the consequence of man's rebellion against God put the entire creation in a state of death and decay. We now live in a fallen world where the grave is the victor. You've heard it said, no one gets out of here alive. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. But death is the result of sin. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 tells us, By one man sin entered into the world, And death by sin, so death passed upon all men, because all have sinned. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, we read, The wages of sin is death, meaning the the end result of sin is death. And we know from the beginning, God created Adam and Eve, Death was not a part of it until they sinned. And part of the curse was the death that came. And that curse then of sin is passed upon all mankind. We're born into this world as sinners. We willfully sin. Our nature is sin. And because of that, we bear the judgment of death. But that's where we realize that Christ came to take the death of our sin. We're the sinners. We deserve the death as a judgment for our sin. But God hates death so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son to solve it. You think of it. We've, we've thought this last week about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, physically speaking, alone was horrific. We cannot imagine the agony. We cannot imagine the the pain that he endured. We cannot imagine the mocking that he he endured. We, we can't comprehend it all. Even to see it uh, depicted in, in like the movie, The Passion of Christ, it, it's revolting. But why did this happen? 
It happened because God wanted to provide for us a solution to our sin. And the only way was to have the perfect lamb take the penalty for our sin. And that's exactly what he did. We mentioned before Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. The wages of sin is death. And if we stop there, if we put a period there, it would be a sad ending. But it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, God made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus Christ knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is Jesus Christ in perfection taking our place. We were the guilty ones. We, we bore the penalty of sin, the consequence of sin. We bore that. But he took our sin. Peter in 1 Peter chapter 3 in verse 18 says, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring us to God. He was put to death in the body, but he was made alive in the spirit. So Christ was put to death to bring us to God. God is holy. He is separate from sin. When we sin, we are separated from God. Death means a separation. We are separated from God. If something isn't done with our sin, we will be separated from God for all eternity. God hates death. He provided the only solution there can ever be. He sent His Son to pay the penalty for our sin that we might be brought to God through faith in Jesus Christ. He was put to death in the body, but he was raised in the spirit. The final victory over death is what we are celebrating here today. It is one thing that Jesus Christ died to pay the penalty for our sin, but Christ's resurrection conquered death completely. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. And I love this phrase, and it says, and death no longer has dominion over him. As we said, the curse of death is upon mankind. There is no solution to it. There is no um, resolving it except through Jesus Christ. And when we are in Jesus Christ, death is broken and it has no more dominion over him. I love 1 Corinthians 15, and I encourage you today to read that chapter, the resurrection chapter. But I, I love 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 55. It's, it's a dominating victory. 
When Christ rose from the grave, death could not hold him. He broke the bars away. And and then it's almost like he's strutting in victory. It says, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What a, what a joy it is that we're celebrating. We're living in a world today that is weighed down and shut down because of what? The fear of death. Not that this is a, a new thing. It's not like before we never died. We all died, but now it's like, oh, it might be, might be worse, even though 98% plus recover from it. But it's made us think about death, and we are under the curse of death, except through Jesus Christ and, and His resurrection. What we're celebrating today, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and we're celebrating that today. Nicholas Wolsterstoff, a man that was a professor at Yale and lost his son when he was 25 years old. The son was 25 years old. He was mountain climbing and, and an accident. And Nicholas said in writing after this event, he said, we have overcome absence, we meaning Mankind has overcome absence with phones. He said, we have overcome winglessness, meaning we can't fly, with airplanes. We have overcome the oppressive heat of summer with air conditioning. He says, and and as man, we have overcome amazing obstacles to make our life more comfortable and enjoyable. But he said, there are two things abide that we have not overcome. The evil in our hearts and death. We, we often have the saying, there's two things you can't avoid, taxes and death. Well, you know what? They postponed taxes. You don't have to pay those now till July 15th. But none of us are guaranteed that we'll live to July 15th. Death is something that is not solved and will not be solved by mankind. We're hearing, give us time, we'll get a vaccine. And it doesn't matter. There's always something else that we die from. But Jesus Christ alone solves those two problems that he said still remain. The evil in the heart of man and death. Jesus Christ came to forgive our sin and give us a new life, a new heart. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And and in so doing... He not only gave us a new life, He gave us eternal life, and He gave us, in His resurrection, hope. From despair to hope. 
from sorrow to joy, from darkness to light, from bondage to freedom. I, I think in these last few days I've been thinking about how the disciples must have been discouraged and defeated. Here their hopes were Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He's going to set up his kingdom and, and we're here with him. What a great deal this is. And then to see him crucified and laid in a tomb. And even though he had told them they'd forgotten much like we do the promises of God. And day one, and day two, and day three, and Peter went back to fishing, and the others joined him as well. And yet, on that first day of the week, the ladies went to the tomb, and the stone was rolled away, and they saw that the tomb was empty, and it radically changed Their lives, it radically changed the disciples' lives from reading the Gospels to then reading the book of Acts. What took, what took these disciples from, from doubt and fear and betraying Jesus Christ to then willingly offering their lives in service to Jesus Christ and, and most of them suffered as martyrs? It was because they saw a resurrected Jesus. And in so doing, they knew that Jesus conquered the one thing that mankind can never conquer, and it's death. And in so doing, Christ came that we may have life and that we may have eternal life. We mentioned John chapter 10 at the very beginning. Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy But Christ said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Jesus said in John 11, 25, when when he was called to minister to Lazarus and he raised Lazarus from the dead as proof of his power that he was God. Jesus says, he that believeth in me shall never die. Do you understand what he's saying here? In Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness of sin and we have life. Because of Christ, we have life and we have no need to fear death. We are born physically into this world. And in John chapter 3, Nicodemus came to Jesus and said to Jesus, What must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he said, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, how can I, an adult, go back into my mother's womb? And Jesus said, no, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You've been born of the flesh, but now you must be born of the spirit. And he said, that's why I've come. To give you spiritual life. If you are born once alone, physically, 
and do nothing else about it, you just live your life and die, you will die twice. You will die physically and eternally you will be separated from God forever, eternal death. If you are born twice, if you are born physically, which it's evident you are, you're living, but you come to the point in your life where you realize, I need forgiveness of sins, I am calling upon Jesus Christ to forgive my sins, then you are born spiritually. And if you are born twice, you will only die once physically. And Jesus Christ came and said, I came to conquer death. One, that you don't have to fear death. Physical death. Because I give you eternal life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In 1 John chapter 5, he said, I wrote these things unto you that you may know that you have everlasting life. He said, he that has the Son has life. He that does not have the Son does not have life. He said, that's why I'm telling you this. We have been blessed by the gift of Jesus Christ. And he came to give us life. Do you understand? The whole world today is is in turmoil because of struggling with this issue of death. And Jesus Christ said, I've come to conquer death, and evidence of it is I paid the penalty for your sin, and I rose victorious from the dead. So we realize Jesus Christ has done everything that needs to be done. It's now up to us. What is our response A songwriter once said, What will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, What will he do with me? So first and foremost, you need to make sure, we need to make sure that we have received Christ's death as the payment for our sin and his resurrection as the victory over our sin. The gospel, the good news, is this. Simply, he said in 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ died for my sins, and that he rose again for the payment of my sins. That's all that we trust for the forgiveness of our sins. Not a church membership, not baptism. And, and I believe God in these days has shut down everything to make us deal with and think about the reality that death is a reality and nothing else can solve it except Jesus Christ. Do you know Christ as your personal Savior? And then to rejoice If you have trusted Christ, rejoice in your everlasting life and and that you have no need to fear death. We ought to be, as believers, we ought to be living completely um, different lives than the world because 
We know physical death is coming, but God will walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. And to know the best is yet to come. That after this life is eternity with him where there is no fake news, there is no pandemic, there is no death, there are no sorrows, there are no night. That's the best that is yet to come. Billy Graham said, someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't you believe a word of it, he said. I shall be more alive then than I am now. I will just have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. That's the reality of it. We, we need not be filled with fear. John Quincy Adams was 80 years old, and a friend said to him, Well, how is John Quincy Adams? And he replied, John Quincy Adams himself is very well, thank you. But the house he lives in is sadly dilapidated. It is tottering on its foundations. The walls are badly shattered. The roof is worn. The building trembles with every wind that comes along. And I think that John Quincy Adams will have to move out of it before long. But he himself is very well. You know, what a a perspective. And that's the perspective we have Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating here. Death is not victorious. It has been victorious and it brings fear in the heart of mankind. And we're seeing that. But the reality is, in Christ we have everlasting life and we're celebrating that at the resurrection time. We have no need for the fear of death. But then we need to be a life giver. The world, and we are seeing it played out before us, the world literally is scared to death. Be a life giver. Be one that delivers from death by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, by rejoicing in who Jesus Christ is and letting it shine through our life. And planting the seeds to others, I, I thank God for the, the coronavirus that has come. I thank God for what it has done to the mentality of people. Andrew mentioned that he read, Lee Strobel said, more Bibles have been sold in the last two weeks than in the two years previous. It is putting front and center to mankind, to think about death. And it is something that we all need to think about, so much so that God says, I'm going to shut the world down to make you think about death. But we rejoice today. The resurrection that we celebrate today is the solution. The the poem, The Virus That Stole Christmas, In it, I love this line. It says, the churches today are empty, 
but so is the tomb. And Jesus is the victor over death, gloom, and doom. You know, rejoice today that the tomb is empty, that death is conquered, and we rejoice in that. What a blessing it is to to know the reality. This has been a major, major problem, death. It will continue to be a major problem. But the solution is Jesus Christ. And we rejoice in that today. I trust that you will take time to rejoice. And if you have never personally called upon Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin, I urge you right where you are right now to call upon Jesus Christ in simplicity. The man hanging on the cross next to Jesus said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me. And Jesus responded, Today you will be with me in paradise. If we can help in any way, we would love to. And you as believers, we as believers, rejoice in everlasting life. Rejoice in the victory that we have. Rejoice, the sting of sin is death. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the victory of the resurrection. I I love victory celebrations, and I can't wait until we get to heaven and the immensity of the victory celebration that there will be in the final and complete victory. But Lord, I rejoice that every Sunday... We are celebrating the victory of Jesus Christ over sin and death. And that, in particular, this Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, we are specifically focusing focusing on that. And so, Lord, I pray that today, if one watching has never called upon you for the forgiveness of sin... That, Lord, they may be set free from the bondage of death by personally calling unto you. And then, Lord, I pray for every believer that we would rejoice in this victory, that we would celebrate the victory in Jesus, and, Lord, that we would rejoice at the opportunity you have given us to represent you here today in this world that is filled with death and dying as it always has been and has always been the case, the only cure is Jesus Christ. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Jason's going to come lead us in the rejoicing song, Victory in Jesus.
victory in Jesus. He is a living Savior. He is risen. He is risen indeed. The best is yet to come, and because He's living, He is coming again. Maranatha!